remember that. Uh, the parents, or this was, was this several weeks ago? This was one week ago. Last week on the drive home, we were talking about this. Was it? Yeah. So it didn't even make, part of it didn't even make it on a podcast? <clears throat> no. I mean, I'm sure we've touched some aspects of the topic at some point, I feel like. All right, so apparently when we were walking, or we were driving around, rather, a couple days ago, we were talking about how our parents raised us and certain <clears throat> specific things that they did that, that we either agreed with or didn't agree with. And we were like, hey, that'd be something to talk about on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it basically came down to... We were we were discussing about how when you're a little kid, <clears throat> and I mean this this may not be true for 100% everybody, um, but if you had a semi normal childhood growing up and you lived with your parents and or whoever it was really it doesn't even have to be your parents but the people that raised you, um, we were saying for us and I think for a lot of people that when you're being raised by them. Uh, and they like tell you something it's kind of all that you know you kind of like take it as as fact and if you trust that person and you care about that person Mm -hmm. uh, as your guardian like you take like everything to heart and you feel like when you're a little kid because they're your parent like what they did is like is right like it was like factual whatever it was like from say you got a cold and they like always had you take like this one kind of medicine like it's pretty likely that like now as an adult like it's like a golden rule like oh you get sick like oh this is what I do and it's like Mm -hmm. why do you do that and it's like well that's that's what my parents did like they knew they know and we were talking about how it's interesting as you become an adult and especially when you if you start raising kids you start thinking about things like that and you're like they maybe the kid asks you a question or they need something and you go to like do it for them and, and you think about it while you're doing it and you're like man like I don't like really know like I'm just kind of giving it my best guess like my best experience of what I think is right right now and then you think back to like wow like that's probably what my parents were doing too and they actually like didn't really have a clue either like and it's and it's weird <laughs> to have that realization that like the people that you thought that knew everything, like they don't really. They're just people, you know. It's not. It's not anything bad, but it's it's a strange thing to realize that like they're just people too, and like they didn't know either when they were raising you. And maybe some of the stuff that they had you do wasn't right. And like that was the thing that was interesting to think about. Uh, I think I told you a story a little while ago, but never on a podcast. It was directly related to that um but I think we were going into discipline has nothing to do with that but it was basically uh it was like a Thanksgiving dinner or something like that and the wife is is cooking a ham and she cuts off both sides of the ham before she puts it in the pan and her husband's like why do you cut off the two ends of the ham she's like well that's how my mom did it that's how my mom taught me how to do it and she, they're like, well, she's like, I don't really know why, but that's that's just a, what she did. So they decided to call them, and they wanted to call her on Thanksgiving anyways. Like, hey, Mom, when you cut the, the sides off of the ham, what does that do? Why do you do that? And they're like, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know, really. That's that's how my mom taught me how to do it. And they're like, oh, what? Wow, okay, well, let's call Grandma. Let's call Grandma and see why. And they call Grandma, and they're like, why do you cut the, the two ends off of the ham before putting it in the oven? She's like, well, it didn't fit in my pan. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically... Yeah. I don't know. That's what made me think of that when you were saying that. Yeah, some some people give you rules and they they don't really know. Yeah, why. some some traditions they get passed on aren't even relevant anymore, but we still do it because it's a tradition. There's a lot of things just in like regular life that are like that. You uh-huh. know, when you go to uh, ask somebody to roll the window down in a car next to you, you do the little manual window <laughs> like sign, awesome. you know, like you roll like kids these yeah. days wouldn't understand like why you're moving your arm in a circle like you're rolling down a manual window. They're like, what is that? What do you mean? What do you mean? You just that point down. Interesting thought. I what that's like. <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, it's like that. The reason that we did that is because back in the day they were hand winding uh-huh. windows and yeah, it's like, yeah, there's other weird stuff like that too like the like the icon on the iPhone for the oh, phone for part yeah the call button that is the shape to, of a house phone yeah it seems to work for everybody though but yeah I wonder if they even know what that symbol is what the, yeah it's just like become what is that why is there a macaroni on yeah my phone yeah but a green macaroni and a red macaroni with a dot under it yeah so that's kind of what we were talking about before and it's it's interesting to like actually stop and think about everything and once you kind of like realize this you can kind of analyze everything it's it's kind of having an awareness of what you're looking for or whatever and it's interesting to think back about things like that maybe think about like traditions that like your family had or like different things that they had you do at certain times and to think back now and be like, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Mm. Like, if, like, I know, like, for me, like, there's certain things now, um, like, the way that, like, I raise the kids that are around me, there's, like, a, a lot of things that I do, like, slightly different. And, you know, it might be better, it might be worse, but it's just, like, you know, you got to kind of analyze it and do things as your own. Why do you do them different? Is it just how you feel, or is it something yeah. that was done when you were a kid that you didn't agree with? No, no, not necessarily that. Just, I mean, there are, there are, like, some things, um, but a lot of, I don't know, a lot of things are just kind of based on my outlook. I kind of tried to look at things from, from all perspectives, so I look at how I was raised... I look at how, like, maybe some of my friends were raised, and then I think about kind of from a blank slate of how I would do it, and I kind of mix all those ideas together and pick out what I think is going to work the best. So I try to be, like, as open-minded. Sometimes it's easy to get kind of stuck into, like, habitual ways of, like, you know, oh, like, your dad never let you, like, put your feet on the coffee table or something, Mm -hmm. and so now you, like, scold your kids when you do it because it was, like, so much ingrained in you. Right. Like, you don't even think about it. You're just like, get your feet off the couch, and they're like, why? Like, because I said so. Because you don't do that. Like, you know, stuff like that, like, uh, I think it can be, like, easy to get kind of, like, pulled back into that because it's almost, like, subconscious. Like, you don't, you're not even thinking about, like, why you're doing it. I don't think that happens to me. don't like it. I I see how it could. I mean, the brain is crazy, but... It's like the, the, the things that we weren't allowed to do as kids like that, like elbows on the table. Yeah. 
and that's it doesn't stick with me. I remember it. Uh huh. I guess it, I guess in a way, you know, it does stick with me enough where I think about it whenever I'm like yeah. eating with my family. And I start to relax. No, no, I oh, do it myself, and yeah. I almost feel guilty. Yeah, I feel the same way. So maybe that, but I've never. The things that really bothered me as a kid, I have never. I've I've never passed on to. Other kids. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It's like if I didn't like it as a kid, and now I'm an adult and I can think about it and be like, what "The fuck." Am I gonna knock the table over? Or what? I mean, yeah. What, what the hell does? It, yeah, there, just yeah, let there are some. It. There are some things like that, but it's like you still think about it. You know, it's still like there. Like shoes up on the <clears throat> dining table, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. that makes a little more sense. But like on the coffee table, it's like really. Yeah. I don't know. That's it's just. It's yeah. It's funny when um, I don't I don't really care as much. Maybe if I had like a brand new coffee table, um, I would be. Like more sensitive about it, but yeah, like now, like I don't, I don't really care that much. But it was funny because when me and my cousin lived together for a little while, we first moved into this house together, and I had a coffee table um, that was like handed down to me, and uh, I was like, that was the first time that uh, me and him ever like fully like lived together, and we had grown up together, whatever. So I like knew him very well. But he would, like, put his feet up on the coffee table, like, on the edge of the coffee table. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, what are you doing? Get your feet off the table. And, like, it, I think it was kind of, like, a natural thing, you know? Like, get, get your feet off the table. Like, you're going to ruin it. And I've gotten better over the years, but, like, especially with kids, it's it's made me become a lot more patient. But I used to be extremely anal about like stuff getting ruined so like something like that like put your feet on the coffee table like oh my gosh like your shoes like you're gonna like dent the wood you're gonna mm-hmm. get like dirt on the table like and like almost like to an OCD point to where it would like mess with like my habits in life and like it, it made me like kind of annoying to be around sometimes because I would like constantly be like trying to like micromanage people like what they were doing and mm-hmm. it it, I did that a lot um, when I first lived with a child. Um, one of the people that I was with had a child and uh, a young boy. And, you know, boys are crazy. And they just, like, run around and they're just, like, destructive and wild. And, like, and he wasn't even that bad. But just having a kid in the house, it's like he would set his cup down. Don't set your cup there. You're going you're gonna to get water on the table, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that cup into the room. You're going to spill it. Don't, you know, like, don't do this, don't do that. And I was, like, going crazy. And then finally, I'm like, dude, like, I got to stop. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just things. It's just shit. Like, this stuff doesn't matter, really. And I'm being so crazy and controlling to a point where it's affecting our relationship. And, like, I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's all just bullshit. It's all just things. We're all just here. It's just temporary anyways. So, like... I've been able to, like, pull, like, see that, pull back from it and relax. And, like, I feel so much better. And I think that 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 is one of the things that I get from my dad. Because my dad is, like, very organized. Very, like, a very clean, tidy person. Like, everything's, like, got its place. And he gets that from his dad. My grandpa, he was in the Air Force. And he was, like, 
freaking straight laced as they come. You mm. know, like everything had its place. He had organization, how he wrote everything. He had like yeah. a plan. Like everything was like so like thought out and planned. And <clears throat> those are really good things when I channel them into like my work. Right. Because I can like focus. I can get hyper accurate with things when I need to. But it's been a lot nicer for me being able to have the control over when I want to access that. Because having it all the time was like driving me mad because like the other half of me is like more like kind of like wild and free and like um like everything like doesn't need to have a place you know it's almost like the opposite and I think like some of that characteristics kind of like come from my mom like my mom isn't she's not like a filthy animal but like she's more she's more like relaxed she doesn't put her effort into like those kind of things. She just has, like, a different way of, like, looking at things, like, a different mindset about it, you know? And, like, neither one is good or bad, but they're just good or bad in different situations. And so, yeah, I, like, went off. I'm, like, way out in the ocean (laughs) over here. So when you say that you try to ease up a little bit and all these little things, like, bringing cups into the bedroom and stuff like that is just too much and you try to yeah ease up on it a little bit what do you do you, you just let all that shit go because I mean that's I, I deal with the same thing where a lot of this stuff bothers me but I feel like definitely needs to be kind of a pick your battles kind of thing so yeah. you're not irritating people and making people not like you and not want to be around you but and you're at the same too. time you're still trying to raise a small human being and mold them into what it is and mm-hmm. in my opinion it's like some of the stuff has to remain constant because you know you yelling at them to you know not bring a cup into the room once isn't going to do a damn thing they're going to forget about it a couple minutes from now yeah it's not but it's like constantly like, i don't know I, i'm big on you know respecting your things you know keeping your things nice and stuff like yeah. that I mean, it's it, it's nice to have you know nice things it doesn't make you a better person or anything you know to have better things than somebody else but i mean just to respect i mean you might be renting an apartment or something like that and it's not actually yours you know so you don't want to stain the carpet and so stuff like that i'm thinking you know this is at the t- it's not really that big deal you know bring a cup in your room but i mean you risk spilling it and so this is kind of the stuff i think i got from my parents is is that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is. Yeah, me too. Definitely respect your things. I agree with that 100%. But I think with... In the process of teaching that... Like, you cannot underestimate... The power of a lesson learned the hard way. Like... Ugh. There are so many things in life... That you can try and, like, tell your kids... And, like, they might listen... But it does not ever have the same effect as learning it the hard way. So I think with that, you have to, like, take yourself out of it, give them the information, but let them fail. It's like when they're, like, riding a bicycle, it's like you can try to, like, not let them fall and, like, hold them Mm -hmm. forever. But two years down the road when they've been, like, riding their bicycle and you've always been there to hold them and they go off on their own... And then they, like, they don't realize it, and they're riding along, and they try to ride off a curb or something, and they fall and smash their face, and they freak out because, like, it's never 
it's never happened and they didn't even know that that was a possibility because you like never <laughs> let them tip over when they were going slow and like you know bust their chin or their or their get a scratch on their arm or something you know like there are things that like they need to needs to be hard learned and so I think you have to like you said pick your battles with like how far you're going to let it go because you can kind of control the scenario so like with like bringing a, a cup in the room you know okay maybe let them bring a cup of water into the room so if right. they spill it it's not the end of the world but they don't really know that you know they just know that there's a cup and you know they spill it or they don't but yeah don't let them bring grape juice in onto like the new white carpet like that's a little bit extreme but yeah like and then letting them discover because there's as a parent you're around your kids enough to know how they are you know what they can handle most of the time so you know you see it coming you see things coming you know like okay they're going in here they have this cup that's filled to the brim with water they're walking in there and you know the dog's running around them i'm like this is a this is a disaster waiting to happen i know they're gonna spill it it's just a matter of time and then but you just let them go okay all right well be careful with that and you tell them don't spill it oh okay okay you didn't put a lid on it this time make sure that you don't spill it okay they walk into the room the dog runs in there they go to set the cup down the dog bumps their arm and boom they drop the cup of water all over the floor and now they're freaking out because you told them not to spill it and then you know they have to try and sneak a towel or something and you know you find them and you're like what happened and they tell you well the dog hit me and I dropped it and yeah well the thing was I set it on my table and then the dog knocked it off and you know they always got the best stories kids are mighty creative but it's like <laughs> taking that instead of never letting them take the cup into the room at all now they realize the responsibility when you tell them something they bring it in to the room and if they're not careful with that they could spill it and they could ruin something or whatever or they, you know maybe they got into like a little bit of trouble so next time I guarantee you because I've seen it happen they get that cup of water and they're like mmm Maybe I'll just take a sip and leave it out here. Because they don't even want to risk it. They don't want to risk getting in trouble, whatever it is, you know. But, and it's that's different for everybody. I don't want to talk like I know everybody's children. But I know in my experience, that's what happens is you got to let them learn some of those hard lessons. And just let them be kids. That's a part of being a kid. You know, you mess up. You're learning still. You spill things. And, you know, don't uh, be over overwhelming. Because those are the things that... I've I've heard some friends and stuff talk about who had parents that were like crazy strict about like certain things. It's like it's like yeah, like one time I freaking brought a cup of water into my room and like I spilled a little bit of it and my dad like freaked out and like grabbed the cup and he threw it against the wall and like exploded and it's like as an adult they like real they're like that wasn't a good reaction. Like yeah. it was not a big deal. Like my dad freaked out because I dropped a little cup of water. Like, that's insane, you know? So I think it's important to, like, be aware of, like, what you're doing. And I think a lot of kids, or I think I think a lot of people <clears throat> think that when they do certain things, like, to their kids or with their kids, that since they're kids, they don't understand. But I think a lot of people forget that kids have good memories and that'll stick with them and just because they don't understand it now they'll remember it when they're an adult and then they'll relive it and they'll understand what Especially was happening if it's extreme like that yeah 
it's like, you know, uh, yeah. Your whole thing before, though, was uh, an argument for pro-discipline, though. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. I am certainly pro-discipline. And I guess now's a good time to bring up that shitty story, literally, that we talked about last week. But I definitely think discipline is is necessary because that's the that's the thing that you're talking about where when something happens you know you have to learn the hard way sometimes mm-hmm. there is no like if you tell your kid not to play with the stove you know and then they play with the stove and they burn themselves you know that's their that's their lesson they're not going to do it again but yeah. a simple thing like you know spilling grape juice on the carpet they're not going to fucking care I mean yeah. they didn't buy that carpet <clears throat> might feel a little guilty you know but uh-huh. I think that's where a little bit of discipline comes in. So beat your fucking kids! No, I'm kidding. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's but, not allowed in 2018. But, no, it's it's got to be something that sticks with them. And we were talking about it last time. You know, my parents are, are gone, by the way. So I can say whatever I want about them. But when I was a kid, uh... I guess it's safe to say that all kids weren't allowed to shit their pants, right? Yeah, I mean, most of the part. I mean, unless you're a real loser parent. Like, yeah, you know what, go ahead. Go to school with shit in your pants. Where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> I used to have to walk a pretty decent uh, distance to get home from school. And uh, it was it was all downhill. And it snowed once, and I decided to, you know, make a little snowball and start kicking it around, and noticed it started getting bigger. And, you know, I got like halfway home, and it was this pretty decent-sized ball now. And I should, I should mention that at the beginning, I kind of had to, kind of had to poop. But so I'm pushing this giant ball, and got so close to home by that time, it was so hard to push that I couldn't push the ball and not poop my pants at the same time. <laughs> so I decided to, you know, bail out on the project and go home. And basically the second I touched the doorknob to the house, I shit my pants. <laughs> and I was very upset because, like I said, you know, parents don't like you to poop your pants. But the way my father dealt with it is he made us take our underwear off and kneel down by the toilet and scrub the fabric together to get all the shit out and like flush the toilet and it would suck all the poop out and it was very effective very effective but it was definitely something that stuck in my memory <laughs> but that's that's the kind of thing where it, it was non-violent and it was kind of shitty pun intended but I remember it I remember it well and I I only remember having to do that like four times because I like sunk in real fast so if I poop my pants, because I was the kind of kid where I was like, you know, I'm playing, and I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. It's like, I cannot be inconvenienced right now by Weighing sitting it. on the toilet. We didn't have phones back then, so... Weighing out your options of... Yeah. So, I mean, I would I would just push it as long as I could. Sometimes when I'm, like, waddling to the bathroom, because I just can't hold on to it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, you clean out your underwear on the toilet a couple times, and... Yeah, you kind of you're like, it's wow, not, you know what? It's it's, it's not, not worth it. Not a fun process. I'm just gonna go poop right now, while I I still have control of my faculties. But 
So, again, that sounds terrible, but I am actually grateful for that one. It's kind of a dark memory, but I I don't mind having it. Yeah. So I guess, from what I hear, my, uh, my dad was somewhat violent, but I guess I was too young. I never got to experience any of it, thank God. So I think my older siblings would disagree. I definitely don't think violence is is cool. But all the stuff, all my disciplines and stuff are all mental. And so those are all the ones that stuck with me. So those are the ones that I kind of, you know, I'd like to say that I, I passed them on. But never done any of that stuff. <laughs> I've never made my daughter wash her underwear in the toilet, but I also don't think that she ever had an issue with that. Yeah. Yeah, some of that stuff. And it's interesting, too, like, um, how, like, times, times have changed, and it's, like, a lot of stuff is like seen as like you're like you're not allowed to do that anymore you know like you're not allowed to like hit your kids at all anymore mm-hmm. you know and I think that there's <clears throat> I think that that's that's probably like one of the things that should probably be discussed more on like a much like deeper level because like people just kind of like lump it into a thing like oh like you oh, you spank your kids, like, oh, you beat your kids, like, mm-hmm. they just kind of put it, but there's, like, there is many, like, levels to that, you know, um, it's, like, if your kid is bad, and you spank them two or three times with your hand, like, that is much different than, like, beating your kids over and over again with a leather belt mm-hmm. you know like there's and like I feel like a lot of times people like kind of just see it as all oh like you struck your kid like oh it's like all the same and it's like it's it's not and I think that there's there's a lot that goes into it and it's like the I don't know there's like a lot of different like mindsets about it and I think that's why rules are the way they are. It's because it's different for everybody. And so, they just like decided. you just said, like, I, I was spanked when I was a kid. I just said it was nonviolent. But, I mean, it, it kind of was. I mean, it wasn't, none of these events were scarring to me. Most of them were, like, mental. Like, oh, my God, I, I you know, I, I disappointed my father so much that he, you know, bent me over his knee and gave me a couple whacks on the ass. Not that it really hurt, you know, like, I don't, I don't yeah, really it's, remember it as abuse, but it was just, yeah, it was scarring emotionally. And that's almost, I don't know, like effective, but it makes me wonder if, you know, child abuse is child abuse now by definition, because you got the people that will innocently, you know, whack their kid on the butt when they're you know, misbehaving in the store versus somebody that doesn't know the difference and will go home and beat the shit out of their kid. Yeah. And since you can't depend on people's, you know, rationales and, and shit, every, yeah. everything's so different, 
you just got to say, you know what, you don't touch your kid. Yeah. And so then that gets into other people's heads. Like, no, you can't even, you can't even bop them on the butt real quick. Yeah. Because that's child abuse. So it's like, man, it's, I don't know. When you have a kid, though, and it's like, and you realize that you have no control over them, I don't know, I feel like that, that puts you in a different mindset. It's, yeah, it's... Like, what's abuse and what's not. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, I think it's like a very complex topic, and a lot of people have a lot of opinions and different ideas, which I think is a good thing, because I, I don't think it's like a one-size-fits-all, okay, here's the rule, mm-hmm. if your kid you know talks back on the second time they talk back you're allotted two spankings with your hand you know <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't work that way like you have to be able to adapt and change to the situation like you know you and you have to know your it basically just comes down to having good judgment and not being a shitty person Mm-hmm. You know, and and th- and thinking things through before you do it, and, controlling your anger. Yeah, and I think and and not doing it out of anger. Right. You know, uh, I remember in when I read uh, Chris Kyle's book American Sniper. For those of you who may not know, Chris Kyle was the the sniper. He had like the most recorded like kills of any sniper in the US military and <clears throat> he did kind of like a self like autobiography book like about his life and stuff and they made a movie with Bradley Cooper and all that you guys should check it out it's pretty awesome but uh in the book he talked about how um they they lived in Texas um their dad was like you know hard man Texas cowboy style and he was a good man, supported his family, and he didn't take any bullshit. You know, if they if they talked back or they misbehaved at school, uh, like they would they would get the belt. But he said it was never out of anger. Like the discipline always came much later than like what had happened. His dad would take time. He would cool down. So he was never angry. He didn't do mm. it out of anger. He did it because he had to because it was discipline. So it's like, you know, they would come home from school or whatever, to give an example, and, oh, they were they were misbehaving at school, they back-talked to the teacher, okay, well, later on tonight, well, you're going to come into my room, and you're going to get, you know, your two spankings, the lashings, or whatever it was, and it was like, it was very thought through, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like in the old school, like, rough and tough like way that you know a lot of people did it back then you know and and I think that that has a lot of value because it instills certain morals and judgments into people from a young age and I think a lot of people don't want to hear that because a lot of today's people are like no like there shouldn't be any violence at all but like it's like the truth is man like sometimes you don't like we talked about learning those lessons the hard way it's like you can tell them and you can tell them and you can say like no you don't do that no you don't do that but unless that there is a consequence that is great enough for them to care mm-hmm. then it's not going to change their mind you can say oh they're oh they're misbehaving they're talking to school oh they're 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 stealing stuff oh they're lying to you now 
like, oh, okay, like, no, don't do that. And they're like, oh, okay, I won't. And then it's another lie. And then they go and do it. Because they're kids. They're just opportunists. They're learning. They're mm-hmm. growing to become adults. And there's important stages where they're learning how to do things the right way. And if you can't back it, sometimes a stern word, sometimes your kids have enough fear or respect or whatever it is to where you tell them, like, no, that's not the right way. You don't ever do that again. And you're, like, stone cold scared and, okay, like, okay, I won't. I won't. I promise. Like, you know, some kids are different. Some kids you tell them, you know, look, I'm very disappointed in your behavior. Kids that, like, seeking approval. You know, everybody's Mm -hmm. different. And so maybe that's enough. And so I don't think that going to physical force should be the first step you need to feel it out because it should be the last thing that you want to do because it's it is kind of extreme and it's it's tough and it's it's difficult for parents to do that unless you're like a complete piece of shit Mm -hmm. like i know a lot of people that have had to discipline their kids you know they yell at them maybe they spank them and then they close their room they tell them not to come out and then they go in their room and cry you know because Mm -hmm. it's a lot it's hard to do that you know you love that child but sometimes the hard part of loving them is having to give them the hard facts of life and of what's going to happen you know okay your kids are growing up and they're they're old enough now they're starting to like pick on kids at school and they're they're they want to hit you and you just say, no, no, stop that. And they're punching you. And they realize that you don't do anything about mm-hmm. it. That That's like super empowering to them. And they're going to try and pick on everybody that they can just because they are opportunists. And that's they are just learning. If they come up to you and they start back talking and they smack you and you give them a pop on the mouth. And they're like shocked and they start crying. You know, I'm not saying punch your kid in the mouth. I said a pop on the mouth. Like an open hand. You <laughs> slap them on the mouth and they're like oh my gosh, like, what just happened? Like, okay, okay, I I punch you and then you slap me back? Like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be involved in this at all then. And, again, there's a lot of opinions on this, and we might get hate for even talking about that. Oh, I'm sure. But it's life, and every situation is different. So that's where it, again, comes down to discretion. And we're not giving advice. We're just talking about things. Fuck, I'll give some advice, though. If you're the type that, you know, is absolutely 100% anti-contact sport in any way, you got to do something on the discipline side if it's like, you know, you don't get your phone for a week. There's, there's got to be a complete lack of discipline, I don't think, is acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's almost worse mm-hmm. because oh, yeah, basically sure. what you just said, I mean, it's empowerment is a powerful thing it's, it's going to grow and if nothing ever happens if there's never a consequence there's nothing that's ever going to you know reverse that action but so if you uh yeah I, I feel like in my my own situation I see a lot of lack of discipline and it seems to stem from you know not wanting to be disliked basically like, I don't want to discipline because, you know, it's mean and they won't like it and I don't want to do anything that they don't like. And then so, you know, stuff just gets out of hand. But I don't think that's the way to do it. You got to, you got to be a parent and, and not a friend. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to get in there once in a while and, you know, you got to be the bad guy occasionally. 
mm -hmm. for the greater good. Yeah, you gotta look at it. It may be as innocent as, you know, you don't get video games for, you know, all of tonight. One thing that did stick with me was actually going to bed without dinner. That almost sounds like borderline abuse too in today's standards but yeah people today would freak out but yeah i agree that that's your kids me. your I, kids I, aren't again, gonna die hard but kids aren't gonna die if they miss one meal folks let's be realistic here no now we call it intermittent fasting yeah exactly but yeah i mean <laughs> it, it it stuck with me that that was a terrible punishment no violence no violence whatsoever like you said there's, there's no risk of death or illness from skipping a meal but yeah man going to bed and the sun was still out oh fuck yeah i recommend that one <laughs> <laughs> just brutal yeah ironically enough like i was spanked like someone as a child i remember like my mom having to like spank me certain times but like uh, a little backstory like my parents got divorced when I was like really young so like a baby almost like I was just a couple years old and so like basically my whole life it's been like they've been separate and so um, and my dad was always like very very like stern and upfront and my mom was like a little more like laid back and going to the opportunistic thing that we were just talking about when I was at my dad's house I was always like on my best behavior and I kind of like feared him because he he never like let me get a step ahead like mm -hmm. he was always like on top of it and like I don't remember my dad ever spanking me and but like I had the fear as if he had before it was mm -hmm. like it was it was a strange thing and even as a kid like I kind of understood this and, uh, but at my mom's house, she was a lot more like laid back, you know? And this is typical, which I've, I have seen to, to like in relationships that I've been in with other people that I've seen, friends, family, <clears throat> when you have a single mom, it is quite often that the mothers are a lot more of like, the loving and caring side. It's like the two parts of, of like the family, you know, the typical like mom and dad relationship. The moms are loving, the dads are stern and make the rules. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just how we've adapted over years or whatever of how, of how we go. And so like the moms are like typically a lot more like just nurturing and then the dads are more like firm. So when you have a single mom, you have the relaxed and like nurturing side and I know this is different for everybody some people's moms are like have an iron fist but like with my mom she was just like very like kind nurturing loving always wanted me to be happy mm -hmm. but with that being an opportunistic child I took advantage of that and I was a, an asshole when I was a little kid like she I, I've talked to her about it as an adult and she's like no no you were a good kid and again that just goes back to her being like <laughs> nurturing and loving but it's like no I look back and like I was a, a Tasmanian devil like I was a little crazy wild child and you know I'd like be running around the house and doing stuff and I wouldn't listen and talk back and all of this and like I remember her like having to like spank me a few times in my life and it like I mean, it never like affected me in, in any negative ways or anything, but it was just funny how like 
with that, like just extra, a little bit of extra freedom, I was a completely different person at my mom's house than I was at my dad's house. Right. And, like, my dad didn't even have to do anything. He just had, like, a firm word with me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you just, mm-hmm. And you just don't let anything slide. And I've seen that, like, now with, like, the relationship that I'm in, like, um, with my girlfriend's kid. Like, when it's just me and me and her, me and the, me and the child, like, she's on her best behavior. Like, she mm-hmm. doesn't talk back. She listens. She eats her food. And she knows it takes like a short period of time. There's a little adjustment period where like they're like kind of battle you with stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like she knows now. Like I don't like put up with anything. I don't let you get away with it. I don't let you not eat your food. I don't let you like slide because I can. I can just have that firmness. You know, it's almost like you block out your emotions for how cute they're being, and you're <laughs> like, no, I don't care. If you want, like, pretend you're going to cuddle on my arm, like, no. Like, you're going to finish your food. You're going to go to bed on time. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And it's, like, with with my girlfriend, she's an excellent mom, and she loves her child more than anything in the whole world. And it's much more difficult for her. I see it in her. Mm-hmm. She wants to be firm. And, I mean, there's there's time. Like, if she, get, if she pushes her too far, she can get firm. And she'll start speaking to her in Spanish, and that shit gets real. <laughs> and... <laughs> Shout out to the Latino moms out there who start speaking in Spanish and shit gets crazy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's just funny because y- you can, I think that you can get around a huge percentage of any kind of like physical discipline mm-hmm. with preventative stuff, preventative maintenance, you know. Um, being firm with them, not letting them slide because we've all seen those those parents that are way over their head. Maybe they have a few kids. You're mm-hmm. walking through Walmart and the kids are freaking climbing through the coat racks and bouncing off the walls, shoving ice cream in the cart, and the mom just has this kind of blank stare. She's pushing the cart down the aisle. Like, she's just so overwhelmed and, like, there's just nothing that she can do. Mm-hmm. She let it slide for so long and now they're just fucking wild animals that are running her life and it's like it's true I've seen it happen so many times like the uh there was this one time I was at Walmart and it was just as you picture just as you pictured as I was saying before these kids are running they're screaming they're yelling and the mom's kind of like don't do that but like not disciplining them at all yeah. just saying you know don't do that don't do that and then this kid runs by one of the displays they have in the center of the store and it was like boxes of cereal or something and this little fat kid just runs and just knocks all these boxes off just on purpose just smacks them all onto the floor and there was a worker that was there this like older lady that was working and she stops and you could see in her face like she wanted to beat this child Uh and she like looks at the mom and the mom's like what are you doing stop that pick that up and like just in the you know no seriousness at all and then the kid like picks up the he's like okay so he picks up the boxes and then just kind of throws it again and the walmart lady came over and she was like you knock that off right now pick these boxes up and put them back and the kid was like oh oh, okay like it's like he'd never been talked to like that before you know it's like Oh, it's like this lady knows. This lady don't deal with bullshit, like uh-huh. you know. And she made him like put it all back, and I'm like, man, 
I don't understand how you go out in public with these little animals. You need to get this under control. This is outrageous. So let's look into that a little bit deeper then. Because in the world we live in now, she could not discipline those kids the way they needed to at that moment. So what's happening is they go home later and still nothing happens and that's why they're the way they are. Yeah. It, it's just a, that was just a compilation of years of letting things go and not having discipline. You could tell the way that that kid talked back to his mom, the way that they ran around and screamed, they had no rules. It mm-hmm. was just ruleless. They just run around, they eat what they want, they do what they want, and for whatever reason, you know, not trying to judge anybody, but the mom just didn't just didn't discipline the children the way that they needed to be. Right. And like we said, that starts with little things, you know, not letting them get away with little things because mm-hmm. it compiles and they're yeah. opportunistic and they will slowly build up a tolerance to what you say as they learn, okay, oh, she's not going to do anything if I if I eat some cereal when I'm not supposed to? Okay, well, I'm going to eat this candy now and see what happens. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to lie about this and see what happens. Oh, she still doesn't do anything? Okay, I'm going to run through Walmart and scream. Oh, she still doesn't care? Okay, what else can we do? Like, kids just want to have fun and just run free and right. be all wild and crazy. And it's like you gotta you got to control that. Let them be children... But don't let them be out of control. And the thing is, let them be wild when you allow them to be wild. I think it's important to let the kids go a little crazy. Just Maybe run that. around a little bit. Yeah, you can't box them up because you got to realize they are children. But I think the number one rule is that you will listen to me when I say, I'm going to let you do certain things because it's important for you to do them. Because you're a kid, I want you to have fun. I want you to have a good life. I don't want you to be boxed up in a caged animal and treat you like you're supposed to be an adult right now when you're five years old. No, you need to have fun. You need to run around, burn off energy, mm-hmm. play, scream, yell in certain situations when I say it's okay. Because when we go out, we're somewhere else and I need you to be quiet, but you've never listened to me before when I told you to be quiet, you're not going to be quiet, right. you know? But if you know, okay, mom put on her serious voice, serious face she's telling me to be quiet I know that I need to be quiet because the last time she put on her serious face and I wasn't quiet she gave me a little whooping on the booty and that I didn't like that so alright I'm gonna listen and I know that eventually she'll let me be wild and free again I think respect <clears throat> is probably the biggest deal for me that's what I try to instill in in the wee ones and like you just like my, my nephew will come over and he's young He's a boy. He's crazy. He runs around and does all kinds of stuff. And the older people in the house, you know, they very short fuses. I guess it's just an old people thing. But it's like, that time, it's like, you know what? He's a kid. He's going to be a kid. And I'm really patient with stuff like that. But it's not until you're, like, in a movie theater or something. <coughs> yeah. And he starts asking or acting like that. It's like, so respecting other people is something that I'm constantly, it's something I never let let down on, you know? Yeah. It's misbehaving, you know, at the restaurant or something like that, yelling and screaming. That's when it's like, hey, nah, uh-uh, no, no, we don't do that shit. Yeah. And yeah, then, you But as not. soon as you, you got you to gotta let off on it, and as, as soon as you get home, you know, they have that outlet. I can run around the house. I don't care. It's like yeah. nine or when we're babysitting, and it's like nine o'clock at night. He's still running around. It's like, do whatever you want. And grandma's like, oh, she's not having it. But it's like, yeah. 
it seems to be mainly just <laughs> respect yeah. for me. You will not caring about other people. Is you really will important. not embarrass me in front of these people in public right now. <laughs> Screaming your head off. You are not that child. Uh-huh. We do not like those children that scream in public and the parents are not even listening to them. That's the worst. Yeah. You need to get your shit under control. If your kid's screaming his head off in the middle of a store and you act like you can't even hear him because you're used to it. Motherfucker, we're not used to it. That's not fair. You can't put people under. You can't expect people to just want to deal with your screaming child and... I think that it's important to say that as a community, we should all be understanding of things to a certain extent. You know, right. if somebody is walking through a store and they have a newborn baby and the newborn baby is crying, be understanding. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in their shoes. You know, maybe this is the only time that they could get out and they're trying to get some more food for their baby or for their family or right. for the family dog or something, and the the baby's hungry and the dad's at work and you're trying to do this all by yourself like be a have a sense of community you know and i think that that comes with when you have your own kids you understand way more you can tell the people that have kids and that don't because somebody will have their kid and it'll be crying nothing crazy you know the baby's crying a little bit and people just look like so angry like why Mm -hmm. are they out in public with that thing it's right. like, well, it's a, tiny, <laughs> it's a tiny human, okay? We're all humans. This is where we come from. We're tiny humans. And when we're tiny humans and we get hungry, we cry a little bit, right? So deal with it. You did the same thing when you were a tiny human. And, but yeah, like taking your baby to an action movie or a horror movie and they're screaming and crying the whole time. Not the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between going to the grocery store and doing something than taking your baby into a place where it's typically mostly adults. Right. You know, there's, if you're at the park and your kid's screaming, like, okay, maybe that's a little more understandable. There's kids playing, maybe something happened, maybe they bumped their head and now they're crying and screaming. Okay, understandable. But, you know, you gotta have discretion. Think about things. Think about other people. A lot of people don't, though. That's the frustrating part. The world would be so much better if everybody could be more open-minded and be able to put themselves in other people's shoes, but it it seems like many people just, they cannot do that. That's, That's one of the things that I try to train my little girl with is, you know, being again, respectful and thoughtful about other people. And I... I wonder sometimes if she's still just too young to understand this stuff, and I don't know how to teach that stuff. Just like open, I'll like bust her balls when we go to like Olive Garden or whatever, and she walks through the door and she slips through the crack really quick, and the door shuts on me. I'm like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't see you. I was like, well, I was behind you the whole time. But <laughs> it, it's not just you. me. I I don't care that you did it to me, but if I saw you do that to somebody else. Yeah. Oh my God. I I see that all the time. You know, when you you're walking and then there's like a they're like 16 years old and they're in front of you and they do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to touch the door. I'm just gonna slip yeah. through there really quick. It's like, ha, shuts on it's you like a fun it's like, game. Yeah. It's like, dude, that is. Oh man, why would you? And it's she actually told me something which made me laugh. She's like, I used to hold the door for people, but I got stuck <laughs> holding the door for like 10 people. I was like, yeah. I'm, it I've happens. been there too. It, it happens. happens, and it does suck because then you got the other assholes that like take advantage of you. And it's like you got the person that's like a hundred feet away, and they're just like, 
you know, nice and Moses slow, on the walking up there, and it sucks. I was like, yeah, but <laughs> and then they don't say thank you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna slam this door on the back of your head, person. Driving but I'm like, crazy. these are these are the, the the small prices you pay for being a nice person. It's just better to be a nice person. Yeah. And again, it's like that's, it doesn't matter that you left the door shut on me. I don't care. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that definitely stuck with me specifically was holding doors. You know, my dad taught me that mm-hmm. when uh, we would go out to eat, and it would be me and my mom, and then my stepdad. When her and my stepdad got together, he would always tell me, "Hey, go, go run up ahead, grab the door for your mom." You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. Dude, it's crazy the amount of value in holding the door for somebody. Right. Like, the shit that that, like, the, the, and it's, it's fucking crazy because people are surprised nowadays, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes when you do it. Right. And it's like, they shouldn't fucking be surprised. Like, it should be a normal thing. And, like, that, like, drives me crazy. And, like, like we said before, like, when you open the door for the person and they're on the phone and they act like you don't even exist, like the door was automatic. They don't even look at you. They just walk right. in like they're a prince and mm-hmm. you just like, I'm like, oh, like that shit pisses me off. But then I remind myself, like, it's not about that. It's not about doing it for, it would be nice if they were a nice fucking person, but you know, they're not now. So, yeah. okay, whatever. That's done with like, they're an asshole. They can be that way. But like, I don't like put that back on on myself anymore because I used to get like really frustrated and be like, really? Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, okay, whatever. Some people are like that. Some people are not, but I hold the door regardless exactly. because I'm not going to become jaded about it. You know, I'm not doing it for the recognition. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Somebody's walking up. It's polite. You hold the door for them. Right. So fuck it. If they don't want to say thank you, then fuck them, whatever. They can move on. They're probably fucking shitty person or maybe they forgot or maybe they're having a bad day whatever give them the benefit of the doubt but yeah the the power of holding the door from for somebody and also like you'd be surprised how many times like we go to get into the truck and i open the door uh for my girlfriend mm-hmm. which like that like i'm a lot like less good at. if we're like on a date like i'll do it like religiously but if we're just out like every day sometimes it's like not the most convenient thing and like i don't right. but I enjoy doing it and like people that's like one thing that's way less common that people will fucking like I've heard people like yell at me from like three cars down like oh my gosh look at this he's fucking holding the door for his girl that's so fucking cute I've seen fucking girls be like why the fuck don't you open my door for me you know like that shit that shit's funny I like that but yeah like open the door for somebody be nice be a good human I'll swap my wife's hand when she reaches for the door handle. <laughs> so it's like I'm trying to do something nice, but I'll, I'll yeah. smack her. Like, no! No, I'm doing it. But I think I'm the same way. I won't. We're like walking out of the store, and the passenger yeah. side is the first thing <laughs> we come to every time she'll get the door open for. But yeah. if it's like facing the opposite direction. Yeah, it's like, eh, it's like, you get to it. Yeah. We don't got time for this. Pretty much. <laughs> Chivalry can wait. <laughs> but the whole doing stuff. Not for recognition is ideal. It made me smile when you said that. I saw something on the news recently where this guy paid for everybody's uh, layaway. I think it was here in town. I don't know if it was here in town. I guess it doesn't really matter. But um, Walked into a, a Walmart or something like that. Walked back to the layaway section and said, I want to pay off everybody's layaway. 
you know, it's almost Christmas. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but, um, so people would come in, you know, to either make payments or pick up their stuff and they find out that their bill was completely paid, you know, Merry fucking Christmas. It was like, wow, nobody knows who the guy is. And they had one picture on the surveillance of the back of his head walking out and nobody knows who he is. And it's, that's the shit that's, if you're going to do good stuff, that's the type to do. I hate it. I mean, it's great when people, you know, donate to like, uh, you know, I don't know, let's just say the Cancer Society or something like that. You know, they, they donate, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's really noble, but it's like they, they get like a press release and stuff like yeah, that. Like famous it's like, for hey, it. you know, this guy gave to these guys. And it's like, what was the actual reason for it? Yeah, it's just like stroking your ego. Kind of. Yeah, so it's like, man, that's, if you're going to do something good, it kind of sucks to not get recognition, but at the same time, you should be doing it because it makes you feel good and that you know that it's a good fucking thing to do, and that should be all the reward you need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't tell people, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm saying that, and I'm kind of guilty, like when I, we go to, uh... Baskin Robbins or something, they got the little tip jar there, I'll like, have my wallet there, and I won't put the money in, unless they're in the vicinity, you know, so that they yeah. see it, <laughs> so I'm kind of hypocritical in that aspect, Yeah. but, it's cause like you, I feel like, it's probably because you're stroking your own ego, but I make the excuse in my own head that I want them to see it so that they feel good. Like, right. oh, like, that's awesome. I got yeah, a tip. Kinda, Yay. I'd like you to know? think that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. But who knows? Because, I mean, there's, there's, there's times where they don't even say thank you. You know, a lot of times they do. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, that's cool. And there's sometimes they don't. But I don't get mad like the, the door people. <laughs> and then you mm. pull it out and then you put it back in. <laughs> You're supposed to say thank you. We got one minute before this cuts off. Oh, all right. <clears throat> well, we kind of jumped all over the place on this one. Uh, we talked about kids and family and learning traits from our parents and spanking your kids. And yeah, it was pretty wild. It was good though. I like yeah, it. talked about some stuff. Get people thinking. Think go, about things. Go donate some money and don't tell anybody about it. Yeah, spank your kids and don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jokes. oh, sorry everybody, I dropped you on the on your head. All right, guys. Until <laughs> next time. Go crush your dreams. Crush your dreams, people. Love you guys. <laughs>